This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media, Gig Bomb and Smithy Marie. Welcome to The Night is Dark, Episode 5, Kill the Boy. I'm Ken Napsok, doing a little pre-show here. The episode you're about to hear does have some technical difficulties. A a weird echo that may have been uh, the Red God, maybe the Drowned God, getting in. Thank the Sevens, we fixed it eventually, so stick around through that. And then the show, the feed, the live stream, we, we, we of course, broadcast this live every Sunday night after uh, we watched the episode, and uh, it kind of crapped out mid-show, so we had to kind of piece it together. So just wanted to apologize up front for some of those uh, technical difficulties, uh, but we have a great time breaking down episode five, Kill the Boy, which... I think it's a pretty important episode. It just wasn't that much of an exciting episode. But on second viewing, which I'm recording this after watching it a second time, after we did this Night of Dark episode, I like the episode a little bit more. But that's me getting some free time, some bonus time. Tiff and Maude, not here to counteract, so I won't go deep into what I now think of that episode. But for right now, here's what we recorded Sunday night. It is the Night of Dark, episode five, Kill the Boy. From beautiful downtown Hollywood, it's Hollywood. The Night is Dark, the podcast breaking down and discussing and complaining sometimes about Game <laughs> of Thrones. I'm Ken Absock, and with me is Mon Garrett and Tiffany Smith, and we and both, uh, all three of us, both, you two, from both beautiful just downtown Hollywood, Kill the Bulls, episode five the of season five of Game of Thrones, and a lot of things happening in the episode, though it was still kind of a slow episode. It's kind of been a slow season. Uh, more book changes, which I will force myself not to go into detail about. Not all of them bad, uh, just different. Uh, but we're going to break it all down tonight, and then, of course, after that, we'll have some fun uh, with some bonus videos. But, uh, Maude, we're here. We're ready. Thanks so much for watching via live stream. We do it live, first and foremost, as soon as the episode that we watch at 7 o'clock airs, PST. Uh, there are a bunch of you watching as well, and I know that our Twitter feeds are flying, uh, just flew, and that feed going fast and fast and fast, because everyone wants to talk about this particular episode. If you do want to talk with us, use that hashtag, the night is dark. That's the easiest way that we can find the discussion and any questions slash theories that you have, which we will address at the end of the show. If you do want to chat to us all together, we have at Maud Garrett, at Ken Napsock, and at Tiffany's Tweets. Mm-hmm. And we are doing live stream uh, via I See The Frog, so give them a big follow and like, not only on Twitter, but on this live stream also. Oh, I was like, also, okay, I'll jump in now. Um, so obviously if you guys are watching live with us, but if you want to watch again, which why wouldn't you, you can check out Geek Bomb, the YouTube page. Maud puts up the video um, within the week, probably tomorrow or the next day. Tomorrow, yeah. Um, and then if you want to just do audio, you can go to the Knapsack Files on Podomatic, Stitcher, or iTunes. And then, which thank you guys so much for checking out the bonus videos that we've been putting together. They're like five or six minutes, and they're on my YouTube page, Tiffany Smith. And this week's is 
going to be all about the characters that we think have had the best arcs in Game of Thrones Ar so arc. far. Arcs. Arcs. Yeah. All right, so let's get right into this episode, Kill the Boy, which I think we all immediately thought was going to be about some child being killed. Yeah, I, I initially thought <laughs> right. that it was um, Mace uh, Raider's, Mance Raider's son, because there was a little bit of a storyline there where, you know, he's just given birth, and it has a little bit more of a depth in it through uh, the books, but I guess that's not... I was just on the wrong track. Altogether, it was talking about Jin Snip. Yeah. Jin Snip. Jin Snip becoming not only a boy, kill him so you can become the man you need to be. Yep. And a quote that I hear over and over is to do what needs to be done. Right. And only a man can do what needs to be done. Well, and it, it was interesting because I feel like that whole scene, especially watching a couple weeks ago when Jon Snow really mans up and chop that dude's head off. Yeah. Um, I feel like that was him really stepping into this position that he was given. And it was awesome, too, because he tells him, he's like, not all of this is going to be fun. Like, yeah. you're not going to enjoy this job, but do what's right. Half the time, he's, al he's always being told, half of your squad hates you. Yeah. Like, right. it doesn't matter what decision you make, half of them will hate you. So it's like, you you're not here to make friends anymore. You're not here to be liked. You're here to do a job. And you know who does that better than anyone? Stannis. Coinkydink. Oh, what did you say? Did you say that Stannis does things the best? He does what Whatever. needs to be done. Whatever. That's Whatever. That one. Uh, guys, I understand we do have an echo. We're working on it. Thank you for all your uh, uh, comments about that. We are working on that right now. I, I. Somebody who I think always does things right is the maester. Mr. Amos. Just how he talks to John in those situations where it's like John really needed someone. He didn't care what the decision was. He knows that John is in that position for a reason and he trusts him. And so it was like, I don't need to know what it is yeah. you're trying to figure out. Right. I just know you need to do it. Do what you think is right. And then just seeing John actually follow through on that and go and talk with Tormund and just explain the situation, which I was actually surprised because of the like the things that came up where it's like, okay, well, We'll go and get these people, but then that also means that we need Stannis' ships. Yeah. Right. Right. I, d I did notice one thing. I mean, someone had mentioned it to me in a Twitter uh, previously. There's just been no White Walkers. There's been no mention of them. No one's even talking about them. There's no looming threat. Yeah. Yeah. Which we Until have seen. tonight. I think John is the only one, apart from Stannis, who's just kind of more keen to take back the North. But John's the only one that realizes this is a legitimate threat and he's taking precautionary yeah. measures for the Walkers. And I think he is one of the only ones, but Stannis in this episode, you see, is actually Inquiring. conscious of it as well. And, you know, seeing Samwell really looking stuff up and try to figure out what the dragon glass can do or if there's anything written in history that says this is something that really helps to get rid of the White Walkers. Yeah. Um, so I think that that whole interaction with John where he goes to tell all of the men on the wall what he wants to have happen and he tries to explain to them listen do we want them to be on our side it's better than them turning into white walkers and yeah. there really wasn't that much of a response from the watchers on the wall which I was surprised about because I'm like some of you guys have seen them like you know he's telling the truth and that for me if I was in that room I would have been like yep he's right let's bring but him over what's in a fresher part of their mind is seeing their families and seeing their brothers on the wall getting ripped apart by mm -hmm. these the wildlings yeah. I mean I'm noticing more and more here that it's just like even if someone has killed your brothers your father your you know the the, co the soldiers or whatever you've just got to move on like that because you can't loom on the past and you can't hold grudge but there's too much stuff coming. Yeah. 
but I mean that's naturally happening. I noticed that that little guy that put a, an arrow in Igrit's back. Ollie, know. yeah. Ollie. Oh, Ollie. He's he's not even happy with snow at the moment. Yeah, I mean this is and this is one of the themes I think that the wilding slash free folk have kind of di dived into all through the books and the show is is changing your perceptions of a group of people you were raised to think one thing about, and the show does a great job of kind of explaining that it's still going to be hard. And how if you're Ollie, how would you want to how would you want to work with those people? Yeah. I mean, if you're Sansa, how do you feel being married to Ramsay, whose right. father was the one that gave the go-ahead to kill all of her family, and then seeing Theon, who's been responsible for killing her younger brothers, who's now yeah. giving yeah. her away at a wedding? There's just so many of these instances. Where Forgiveness like, was a big theme in this episode, yeah, wasn't it? Forgiveness yeah. and not being too proud to save yourself. Like, that was one of the things when the moment when John is talking to Tarmond and he's like, don't be too proud to not go get your people and bring them over here because no, I'm not asking them to bow to the king. I'm trying to protect them and mm -hmm. save your people. Um, and I think that was such a big moment because it's like, how many times has John come to people and said, don't be too proud to do this? Mm -hmm. So I feel yeah. like maybe that's something building for him where it's like, is he going to come to a moment like that? Because though he is becoming this man, is he going to end up at any point being too established in the role that he's given that he then comes up against something where he is too proud? Because he sees it in everyone else. At the end of the day, though, he said the magical words that caused us all to drink, and hopefully you guys did as well. You know the drinking game. Winter, Winter is coming. coming. Mm -hmm. He said it, and he knows it to be true. I think just John's unfortunately creating a lot of enemies, and that never seems to uh, work your way in, in Game of Thrones land. But I don't... I actually... As far as enemies, mm -hmm. he's gonna have the wildlings on his side. Well, Whether not they're really. I once they realize that he brings them over, and they if any of them have seen the White Walker armies, they're gonna know that they're safer there because that was the whole thing at the beginning. The wildlings wanted to come over because they wanted to be protected, and now the gate's gonna be open to them. They don't have to battle to get through. Um, and then Stannis obviously is on John's side. You know, he's like, I hope you know what you're doing with the wildlings. I'm gonna need my ships back. Yeah, <laughs> it just show, shows that Stannis believes in him. Stannis has that trust because Stannis is, is the one. The thing is, though, 8,000 years of war between yeah. the wildlings and the, the, the crows, as, you, as they call them, yeah. that's something that you just can't click your fingers and make disappear. But how many years has it been since they've had an, a full-on White Walker attack? In the back um, of everyone's mind, how long? Well, like the, balancing out those two time gener periods. Generations and generations uh, of it. Um, and after that ended, that was when the wildlings and the rest of the people fought each other? Yeah. Right. Right. So, I mean, again, it's going to be, it might take them actually getting a bit wiped out by this new White Walker army and for them to actually turn, which hopefully John is trying to stop before that happens. Yeah, right. I'm not looking forward to that day, but you know it's coming because... Winter is yeah. coming. Winter is coming. But what I did notice about this episode, a lot of it was um, held in the north, and there was a quite a dreary, slow, bleak feel Very about much. the yeah. first yeah. sort of two thirds of this episode because we would go from the wall to Winterfell, back to yeah. the wall to Winterfell. Um, yeah, there were things progressing. We did know more about Ramsay and Reek and Sansa. Which I'm just going to say, guys, last week we mm -hmm. talked about who we would pick between the three, like, worst guys in all of Westeros. <laughs> and I said Ramsay because maybe there is still some good left in him. 
and he showed maybe a glimmer of it. And as we were watching, I was like, see, guys? Yes, he's still despicable, but I'm just saying, there is a bit of good in him. I would not go Maybe like Ramsey? 1%. I still love that you find good in him. <laughs> Do you know what he's doing? He's realizing that now Roose Bolton has oh, upped, I love that stuff. upped his wife. Yeah. Um, he's He no longer could be the... What is it? The natural born heir. The heir. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that so hand action was about, Maude. So, so he's sucking up to his father. <laughs> That's why he's like making peace and pretending everything's dandy and he's brown nosing. He's also so manipulate, easily manipulated. Mm -hmm. Because in that moment where they're talking and his father tells him like, yes, you disgraced me in that room. Why would you bring Reek in there? Why would you put him in front of Sansa in that way? It's embarrassing. And then within the next breath, he's like, but you're my son. Yeah. Because guess what? I raped your mom and when she brought you to me, I saw myself in you. And I'm like, well, that explains a whole lot as to how he treats women if that's how his dad is. And he's gonna kill him and drown him in the river. I, Again, sounds a lot like Ramsey. I, by the way, am pitching a new show to ABC Family called The Boltons. And tonight was the pilot episode. It's that wonderful dinner scene. That was touching. That was a family moment. Can we talk about the crazy bitch? <laughs> Let's talk about Miranda. Yes. Holy hell, she'd yeah. be a crazy bitch. This is like the one girl that can kind of match just how psychotic Ramsey is. Like, those two together, she is jealous. It was also just yeah. the conversation where it's like... <laughs> in any relationship, you never ask the boyfriend or girlfriend, do you think she's, do pretty? You think she's pretty? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah. what I loved is that he just, no hesitation, he's like, yeah, she's you, pretty. Yeah, I'm glad you both know that. That's a good, that's a good life point. <laughs> right. Yeah. It yeah. never leads anywhere good. It never, never leads to anything never good. Does. Well, you know, it depends on what you're into, though. They're into some stuff, I'll say that. that that's true. I, I don't have sex often. Is that how it works? No. <laughs> No? Okay. Not not for, I don't, not for most people. But the thing is, she's like, well, I'll marry and I'll have my life. Yeah, like, yeah. no, 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 you're mine. Yeah. You're my possession. Mm. Let's not forget this. Even though you kind of think you've got power and that we're equal in this, you know, you think that there's a little bit of a fight. At no. the end of the day, I own you and I can destroy you. Well, yeah. and, and I think that leads to her trying to manipulate things on her own. So she goes to Sansa and she's like, guess what? I'm going to show you Theon and I'm going to see if you go crazy on people. And it was interesting because I wonder because of what happened after that, where um, Ramsey was like, Theon, is there anything? Reek, is there anything you need to tell me? So at first, when I thought she was mm -hmm. doing something behind his back, now I start to think that maybe he asked her to do that. What, Theon? Because he already knew. No, no, he already no. knew. Nope. No. But this he already Miranda. knew that it happened. This no, is Miranda this is a trying woman to scorn. cause a stir. But how did, he know that, how did he know that Reek had something to tell him? He could have found out. Sansa talked. Miranda, um, Miranda could have come up and said, hey, by the way, Sansa met Reek today. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miranda. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Isn't that so, Miranda? I know my Miranda. You know you're crazy? <laughs> yeah, well, I know my crazy. Oh, gosh. That's why I want to date Cersei or Melisandre. Oh, gosh. But there is hope in the North. Um, Sansa is told by this woman who recognized her, saying the North still remembers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She gave her an out. She's like, to light a candle in, in the tallest tower. It was the broken, broken tower. The broken tower. Yeah. The broken tower. And for me, I kind of had a wash of relief. Finally, this is the first bit of good news Sansa's had in sometime. Well, and it's it's also lead it, jumping off of the conversation that Brienne has because yeah. you see that Brienne is watching everything that's going on. She talks to the man who is in the place that they're staying or running the place that they're staying and 
he really like you almost see a glimmer of hope from him where it's like it's not just all of the North folk who can't really stand up. This is someone who looks like she knows what she's doing, that actually knew the family that is coming in that wants to protect Sansa. Mm. Um, and so when that come when she came in, you're like, oh, OK, the message got passed along. Mm. Yeah. So you're like, Brienne is in a great position now. Yeah. Which is doing his, her duty. She is the oath keeper. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter if someone's died. She'll still keep the oath. Yeah. Which I think's kind of powerful. But what else is she going to do? Renly's passed away. Like, she's got really nothing else to live for. Well, she has that Jamie. loyalty. She, she has that loyalty. She made, made oaths to him, made oaths to, to Catelyn. Uh, so, yeah, she's got that inbred in her. You know, she, I Podrick's think. Podrick's along for the ride. Podrick, Podrick's, Podrick, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Podrick's Podrick. <laughs> he will I, become I love, a knight out of this. I love Podrick, the character. It, it's, I'm a big fan, Yeah, too. he is a great character. Um, it's inter- interesting to see Brienne up here. Um, this is this is one of the changes that um, that I, I got to say as, as, a, as a dedicated bookie, uh, this is a great change because it gives her something to do. Uh, I feel Brienne at this point, uh, prior to this, was kind of aimless, mm-hmm. wandering, and just kind of babysitting pod and and now she has something to do she's close she's watching uh there's drive and action you there. can see how different her behavior is yeah she's she's motivated she's kind of got this new yeah. new kind of she's vibe about much it much coming to her own much more yeah where it's like even the conversation that she had with that guy she like walks up to him and is like very direct very mm-hmm. pointed mm-hmm. no hesitation she knows what she's doing and why she's doing it and that this is what she needs to do in this moment well flashback before when she was just being a little bit of a snoot you know she's yeah. kind of being a cranky pants yeah, she, was, yeah. She, she was just kind of a bit defeated so she took it out on him and then kind of caught herself apologized and went whoa okay Okay, I got to get my act together. I'm I'm losing direction, but she's got it again. Yep. Uh, one of our uh, listeners tweeted in. L. Machas says, "I would be cool with Captain Phasma protecting me." Yeah. yeah We've been sure. yep. talking about that the whole night. That <laughs> Captain Phasma from The Force Awakens. Now. Yep. Yeah. Phasma. Um, and just as we watched the episode, obviously we skipped over the very opening scene we of did. this episode, mm-hmm. which joke, all jokes aside, we're like the mother of dragons. It's the perfect way to start the mother's day episode yeah. of game of thrones. Happy mother's day. Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. The greatest mother of them all. Um, and so we get to see kind of the aftermath of what happened last week, which was pretty heartbreaking and sad. So Barristan is um, dead. Yeah. I still 100%. have to work through that. Yeah. Barristan the bold. But Grey Worm didn't die. He only just had a bit of a stab wound to his ribs, and so he's, he's being on the mend, thanks to Masande. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. ooh the love. in their eyes. Nub love. Hashtag barely. She barely kisses love. him, y'all. Barely kisses him. Yeah, he would have had a little bit of She a, turned the camera off. Uh, yeah. A, a rise in the... Nub. I know you guys are all really excited about talking about the... Nub sex. rubs and the kissing We're and about stuff. About sex. But I was more excited to talk about the dragons. Let's talk about nub love, baby. She <laughs> okay. All right. So I'll stop. <laughs> Danny definitely steps up again in this episode, where it's like, okay, I'm gonna figure out what's going on here, and no one's telling me. So oh, here comes the violence. Go on, Ken. Oh, geez. you guys know I'm always so at odds with Danny. Yeah, yeah. I don't like a lot of her decision making. And once again, what did she do? What did she do at the beginning of this episode? She did exactly what Barristan told her, don't do. Don't become your father. Mm. Your father would burn people alive by dragons or other means. And she goes right to that. But I think that up to this point, even though she killed the guy, like I feel like people saw weakness 
in her when she decapitated the guy in front of everyone. Um, but then she runs away. So I feel like this for her was the moment of, hey, listen, you're not going to tell me what's going on. And I know someone knows what's going on. So one of these high families don't think that you're safe because my dragons will take you out. I don't disagree. <laughs> but I don't disagree. But this is exactly the kind of stuff. That's crazy pants. But I thought it it was more warranted than stuff that they said her father did. She was losing power in Marine. She was losing the grasp on her city. They said, get the fire pits to bond everyone together. She said no, and she ignored tradition. She said no. And she did say no. (laughs) And then she lost Sir Barristan and Grey Worm was injured. So I think she's just like, oh, I need a compromise. But at the same time, last time she saw her dragons, it felt like she couldn't even recognize them. Yeah. And now they're very well behaved, (laughs) don't they? Well, I, I... Was wondering, there's no interaction that we see of her training them or going to see them between these two instances. And so I feel like she actually was almost surprised herself that they just killed the one guy, ate him, and was like, cool, we're good, mom. Yeah, yeah, thanks, mommy. Yeah. Yeah. Could have blasted, like... All of them. They were all standing so close. Uh, It was like, just like a... (laughs) Yeah, you're dead. Some good, oh. some good comments in the chat chat room. Matt Brown wonders: uh, Can we assume that this was Grey Worm's first kiss? Yes, we can. Yeah. Uh, Jay Shuffle, Jay Shufflebolson, who is himself up in the wall, uh, a good friend of mine. He says uh, D- Danny did become her father right then. And Rachel Cushing says uh, Danny's hey, tactic didn't work. Using her dragons to threaten the masters didn't give her anything. Good points on that opening scene. But she ended up giving her hand to his dog. Right? I don't I think that that's what opened that, that conversation up though. Killing because another he, person? Yeah, because I don't think he realized what she was at the length she was actually willing to go to. And then once he saw that, he was like, that's yeah. why he says Valor Margulis. And he even admits to it in the end where he's like, I didn't want to I just didn't want to die like a coward. I wanted to be brave in that moment. But guess what I realize now? I don't want to die. So I'm going to do whatever I need to. Yeah. So if you want to win someone's handed marriage, burn one of their friends alive. Exactly. I mean, if you've got a dragon laying around, that's what they're <laughs> that's for. What Hold do. on. Do we all let's all have a group discussion here mm-hmm. and make sure your comments are heard either on Twitter or in the chat on the live stream. Was his his da his da his da his da Zolorak his da Zolorak was he responsible for Sons of the Harpy? Uh, uh, yeah, I think he's the harpy. I do too. This is the only guy that we've seen in the council room every single time there's been a discussion. He's the one really putting the hard one on Danny and getting no, no, no every time. No. 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 Every no. Time. No. I think that he's doing it. So for Danny to then propose to him, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You are not educated about this man, sweetheart. Now you're going to but marry him. But I think him? that's where it's like she wants to keep your enemies closer. Where it's like, if I get this guy this close to me and I'm around him all the time, he, I'm going to see know? things. Yeah, I, no, I think you're right, Tip. I think, I think you're she right. has a clue. I think because she does have a clue. She's going to marry. This is strategic. It's political. It's, Absolutely. It's smarter in part. She's still going to nail Dario in the side, I think. Good. Good that Good Dario girl. dude butt. Mm. Well, dude, because his daughter is going to be terrified of her all the time. They have an argument. She's like, go hang out with my dragons, bro. Go hang out with the dragons. It's going to be a great marriage. <laughs> and let's be honest, like out of all the, the heads of the families that were there, he was he was the better looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I don't even remember who the other ones are. One of them did. Yeah, well, one's ripped apart two pieces. That was quite a, like in a, dragon's a violent blood splatter, too. That was like a... That, that was... Yeah. We all... That was a collective... Yeah. Ooh. Of all the Game of Thrones bit. deaths, that was probably one of the more brutal, I think. Yeah. And that, again, I mean, goes to like my thing. Nothing Combat beats fatality. the eye-popping. 
Yeah. Nothing beats the yeah. Oh, over an eye popping. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. yeah, that might you're right. That might be <laughs> of all the brutal deaths. We should do a list of that one time. Yeah. Of all the brutal deaths, that was it. Uh, but that I mean, it was very reminiscent of Lance Henriksen and an alien getting ripped apart in two, Ooh, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? Am I right, Ficus? Bishop. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Bishop goes. So hold on, what does this mean for Marine then? If she does marry his dad, what what does that mean? Are we back yet? Dun, 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 that's the worst version we've ever done. We're back, guys. We are back on track with The Night is Dark. That was Internet that was for time. you. Yeah, guys, saws about that one. We <laughs> hit maximum capacity here, and everything kind of wigged out. But we are yeah. back on track to talk about the rest of uh, episode five, Kill the Boy. Uh, when we last spoke, we were talking about how Brienne was changing her character, how she's mm-hmm. doing things great now, and then we we're talking about Daenerys Targaryen, mm-hmm. pretty much popping the question to uh, Long Nails, otherwise known as his dad. Yeah, I, I when he puts his hands up, I was like, dang, those nails yeah, are nails. long. A little creepy. A little dragon nails. Um, and there was a time there, if Sebastian's out, that mm-hmm. means she needs another, some like a wise voice on the council because, uh, you know, Daenerys at one stage was going to um, Sunday for help. Yeah, well, that, I love that. Yeah, I did too. Go ahead, Ken. No, I love that. I love that uh, that they, she... I love her. Oh, Natalie Emanuel, she ain't ugly. Um, very pretty. So attractive. I, I like, too, that Missandei called her out a little bit. It was like, I've heard you take advice and then ignore the advice. Yeah, perfectly yeah. good advice. I sound like the roadie from Wayne's World 2. <laughs> and then I kicked his head for the brown m and um, But uh, then she, I think, gives her bad advice. And is like, but sometimes you make the right decision on your own. No, I don't think she does. But I think maybe here, Danny, for the first time, does on her own make a great decision. I also so think it's a good decision. Out. I think it's a very great political decision. Um, to marry Hisdar. It's not out mm-hmm. of love, clearly. No. Uh, oh, reopen the fighting but pits. But who gets married out of love in Westeros? Who no gets one. married out of love ever? What? Yeah, did you guys <laughs> see Reese Bolton's wife? such a Debbie Downer. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, though, this is such a short-term solution. She's trying to fix Marine so that she, once that's all settled, she can then take Westeros. And I just think that marrying like that, that's a political move, a huge power play that she's using up. But do you really... I mean, we saw how easily she killed that guy and didn't care do we really think that once she gets to a point where it's like okay you've you've done all i need you to do my dragons are hungry <laughs> like that no, could potentially happen once she gets what she needs to have happen when she moves on because she's not going to stay in marine forever they would need to go to marriage counseling because that is not a bad that is not a good marriage um i don't think it's but plan, look, like laid wait, out that I, way. look hey you're you're underestimating his dar maybe a little bit maybe whether he he's a harpy the... or not, he might be like, oh, yeah, Mary, yeah, Mary's a good well, idea. He, I okay. don't, Why don't we have a party like... and I'll serve you some dates? What? Yeah, like. I don't know what he just can came be, out He'd be in mouth. control. <laughs> serve you some it's, dates. It's a, it's a thing. It's a thing.
talking. I'll tweet them. Yeah. Ask in the chat room. We're, yeah. we're just going off of the other mics now. What's the other mics? What are the other mics? The camera? The camera mic right now. So. I guess we will talk loudly then. Oh, wait. <laughs> did, that, did that go down? Yeah. I'm going to start knocking the cameras down. Oh, did this thing die? All right, you're back up. We're back Hello. up. Oh, Try no. No, no, there's no sound. I'm gonna have to edit yeah, no, this you're in up. post. You're up. Do you want to? Where you're, you're not hearing it through there, right? Okay, now, but the monitor's oh, down. Okay. Oh, you guys can all hear Everyone us. Everyone can hear us. We're here. This this tonight is cursed. <laughs> we got a tweet. The night White is dark. Attack. Full of curses tonight with us. Good lord, yeah. I um, maybe I'll use my beer bottle as obsidian glass for this White Walker attack yeah. that's about to happen. Oh, you want to talk about sand now? Whoa. Whoa, that, that one was just for fucking power. <laughs> well, we literally are getting attacked by White Walkers. What? Or we're being attacked by the, the oh, you guys fucking You get to see Alex's face up close. Up it's here. either a White Walker attack or we're being attacked by the stone people. Yeah, Alex. Oh, the stone men maybe are attacking The stone men. This episode has fallen apart much like a boat trip through Valeria. I mean, this, I'm just going to say, guys, our podcast might be a little more exciting, a little more up in the air than the episode was. That's true. This you is know, the most Your face episode. is in there so much. Right? <laughs> I, I think there was a lot of good things in this episode, though. I think there was a lot of things. It was slow, though. It was very slow. This season slow. has been slow. Maybe we should just discuss that. It's been a slow season. Yeah. I've been waiting for, like, the powwows. Yeah. We get a little bit. Like, I mean, at the end. Look, again, let's talk about it. I was going to say, now that Sabaris is gone, there's yeah. perfect room for not only Sajora, but someone like Tyrion, who is a smart... Wise person mm -hmm. that actually knows how to rule uh, to come in and help Daenerys in there, but and they're on their way to Marine. This is like backtracking a smidge, but did you know what I think is interesting? Where it's like we've talked about this on the show, where it's very much a show about the women ruling and the women in power, mm -hmm. and could a woman actually be in power? That I thought it was interesting that um, Masande yeah. is the first person to really come in and be completely upfront with Danny, and Danny yeah. takes it. Yeah, and she actually gives her good advice and leads her in the right direction. Yeah, that's a good. No, that's a great point. That's it's, an excellent point. So I'm curious to see with Jorah coming back, are is she going to develop more and more of a trusting relationship with Masande, and then he's going to come back, and it's like maybe she shouldn't listen to mm. the dudes because clearly it doesn't work it's that well for her in some cases. Maybe, uh, maybe that's a good point. I, I like that they brought in Masande in that in that capacity, and I and that would make sense that Danny would. Uh, she would reach out to anyone around her who's close. Yeah. She, she would do that. That's kind of the good part of her character. Yeah. And I, I, I say good part, not not intimating that there's bad parts of her. I think she's still growing as a, as a person and a leader. Yeah. Just makes a lot of mistakes for me. Well, there is room in the council at the moment, and two people are on their way to get to Marine, and that yep. is Jorah and Tyrion. Yep. And it kind of seemed like another normal little trip in the boat. Just a little stroll. With Tyrion, who was having alcohol withdrawals, like a mofo. <laughs> yep. I wrote down that quote because I think I'm going to need I'm a person who drinks. I, yes. Uh, I am a person who drinks. Mm. Uh, I'm going to need to get that in a t-shirt form. <laughs> I'm a person that drinks. Go oh, to Australia. Man. That's our slogan. Yeah. <laughs> but the interaction between them, again, what they do so well on the show is partnering up people. Yes. People that you're not sure will actually work well together, and then you see a relationship develop between them. And well, these guys started uh, sharing poetry together. Like, yeah. Tyrion was kind of, you know, musing to him, where, and he picked it up and, and set it back. And I was like, oh, this is a bonding yeah. session. And then boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So they, <laughs> the whole conversation comes up because they're 
going through Valeria. Yes. And there is rumors about what goes on in Valeria, what it's like now, that doom still rules, that demons and flame have taken over, and that's what brings up the poetry that they're saying. They go into the the history of Valeria. Valeria is gone. It doesn't exist anymore because the doom of Valeria happened thousands, thousands of years ago. Basically, imagine a giant volcano, and it wiped out the the whole city. Kind of like Vesuvius. Yeah. Exactly, no, very much, very much uh, like that. It's very Pompeii, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which starred Kit Harrington. Um, that is a two-degree separation. Right yeah, there. so it's kind of the history, and you're getting, and, and there's, they're, they're educating the viewer in a very entertaining way, and that, that was a, the poem and all yeah. that kind of stuff. They're talking about their history, and then all of a sudden... And this is a thing, because we hadn't had any kind of wow moment... Yeah. And then we knew this was happening because the billboards, because yeah. this is like the only kind of still image that we've seen. Them on a boat, and you see yeah. Tyrion seeing this giant dragon coming through. Yeah, which, his face. I still feel like on those billboards, it looks like he's on a way bigger boat than what oh, he's totally, on. Totally, totally, and now they're on like a rowboat. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. So maybe it's going to happen again. Well, because we've been, we got the conversation about the boats with Stannis and yeah. Jon and dragons, and so maybe he'll end up on a boat in another yeah, period the, the, that wasn't the, seen. The posters, I got to say, the posters made, made the, the book readers kind of think something was going to happen or another direction yeah, because it, it is a bigger ship. Yeah. And also, it's this little rowboat. Yeah. So I, I thought the posters were just a lark, just a fake thing that yeah. they put together. So to actually see it and realize that Tyrion, he's seeing a dragon for the first for time. The first yeah. time. And Jorah's kind of like, oh, hey, it's Drogon. Hey, how you doing, yeah. buddy? Whoa, he's no, he's big. not. He's like, whoa, last time I saw you, you were like, <laughs> you, were you know, I'm trying to I'm like crawling all around my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> well, my Did it, rem- it also reminded me of, which we'll get more into this, a lot of this scene reminded me of stuff from Lord of the Rings. Okay. Where they're first going through and the kings of old are standing there yep. as they go through and are looking oh, up. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Just, yeah, and they're on the small boat. Um, and then, when Tyrion falls into the water, was it not reminiscent of yes. Sam and Frodo, where he's like, yeah. "I'm coming with you," and he reaches in and grabs him. But, so it yeah. felt very, it felt very Samwise and Frodo for me, and I loved that. But before that, that was you guys. We all jumped yep. when the Stone Man came. But uh, one of you mentioned it off air that that was. They played us so well. Oh, absolutely. We got caught into that moment. Dragons, yeah. all pretty. It's <laughs> like a tiny bit of movement, and all of us at the same time just went, Whoa! What's that? Yeah, yeah, and then he was like, what was that? And I'm like, that's really lost. And yep. then we kind of see uh, an interesting full-on battle. We'd only ever heard about the people that had suffered yep. from Grayscale. We all know that they were sent off to Valyria. We know whatever. We heard Gilly talk about um, her sisters being affected, saying they turned mad. They were like ravenous animals. That's kind of all you heard from that. Mm-hmm. And then you just never knew what happened to them mm-hmm. until now. Grayscale is a real thing and it's dangerous. Well, yeah. And it seemed really interesting to me because the way I loved how they actually have like been dropping seeds yes. and planting the story of about what these people are actually like but I didn't in my mind envision them working together and that attack felt very like you go, then you go, then there's some of us under the water and we're going to attack this boat. I mean, yeah. it could still be, like, mangy beasts but, that don't but, know what they're doing, well, but... Yeah, well, that's a good... But they're people. They're people. They're And they're not zombies. They're not creatures. Yes, they're people men. with this disease who've just gone mad. So they're. I, you're right to notice that they're working together. That would make some sense. Uh, this is a little bit of a book change. It happens in another city. That's all it is. There's no uh, other big change. Well, there's some giant changes, some characters <laughs> that we now know are not in the show, which is huge... Huge, I say, with a capital H-U-G-E. It's huge that they're not in the show. 
But this is all consolidating it into one kind of interesting thing, and it all is on Ser Jorah's wrist. That, for me, again, that scene where they wake up, and all of us, I think, thought for a moment this was going to be the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. Tyrion's getting pulled under, and we're like, Are was, you kidding? That was a really tense, and they did that on purpose. The editing made you hold out on a blank screen and mm -hmm. hold your breath. I did not breathe yeah. during that. I was just like, because <gasps> this is the first yeah. kind of action that we've had. You just didn't know what was going on. Yeah. He was getting pulled into darkness, and then Sajora had rescued him. Because he's a good dude. Plus, he, he needs him. He it's needs a, another friend. Prize. I mean, he's only in the well, friend zone. It's his prize. Well, yeah. yeah. He, he wants to get Danny back, and he needs Tyrion to do it. But that that moment where he says, "Did you get touched?" No. I forgot too that it was like it. That's how it spreads. You can't get touched on the skin by yeah. someone with grayscale. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and I, I'm like, I definitely thought Tyrion got grabbed. I don't know about you guys. If you thought he did, let us know in the comments. There's, in the a, chat there's already a little uh, on on the, my Facebook page. Brandon Degnar and my good friend Jay are kind of already kind of debated a little bit. Um, his shoe was touched, not his skin. Jay yeah. says it grabbed his ankle. I, I, I saw it, and I said, "Well, it's Tyrion. That might not be his ankle." Wink. Um, oh, but um, so you're saying he has grayscale somewhere else? <laughs> oh wow, great. Um, so <laughs> bottom line is, though, I think that we're all thinking it. Well, <laughs> I'm even the alternate to Viagra. Gray dick. <laughs> the gray dick. Gray dick. Uh, I think I'm Tyrion's fine. My column. Uh, uh, what? I think, I think Tyrion's fine, Jorah clearly is not, and I don't know how quick the disease spreads. I don't know. That seemed pretty quick. That he got touched and looked at and there quick, it was. But yeah, yeah, he might have some time to get to get to where he needs to be. We only know. know one person yeah. that survived the grayscale though. Well, oh yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Shireen. Yep. Shireen, yeah. Who got a lot of treatment that was sent in um, you know, a lot of like magisters. Uh, people that work nah, with Maesters, yeah. Maesters. Maesters. What are Maesters, yeah. Maesters? Medicinals. Tonic Witch doctors, tonics, Sorry. whatever, tinctures, yeah. all of it. Hashtag Grey Dick is going. Our, our yeah. listener, yes. our listener uh, yeah, Grey Great Dick is trending, and our listener uh, at Jura Mergelli says Jora went from Sir Friend Zone to Sir Quarantine Zone. Yeah, oh, very oh, well said. It, it's also, I wonder, I think David, you just said this, he'll just cut his arm off, and I'm like, it's very zombie-ish. Could yeah. he just chop his arm off, and would that stop it? Then we'd have another... Jamie, one-handed mm -hmm. well, warrior. Let's find out. High five. Oh. You first. Yeah. But at that moment, you at least I would try and cut. I would gouge it out. I'd be yeah. like, can I just like cut and burn it? Why not? Yeah, seal it with fire. Yeah. yeah. I would try it. At that point, I'd be like, either I'm gonna die and turn into one of them, or I'm gonna remind me never to be again. sick around you. Hey, let me cut it out. I could save your life. I could save your life. So the episodes, the five episodes that we've had, it does seem a little slow moving, but like we're, we've been comparing it to a chessboard and the pieces mm -hmm. have been moving all around yeah. the board and going into place. And I think Rachel had mentioned in the comments earlier that it just seems like they're lining up things for them to just have an onslaught. All the pieces are going into a position to attack. So hopefully yeah. these next few episodes, we're going to get big, big things happening. There's something that didn't happen in this episode. Again, no Arya. This is the second week we mm -hmm. haven't seen her, but yeah. she's in a bit of a lull. We compare her to being on Dagobah, with training yeah. on Yo uh, with Yoda. Mm -hmm. But there was no Cersei. No Jamie. Believe no you Jane. me, I took note of that. Do you think not having Cersei and, you know, we've seen a lot of progression with her over the last few episodes, not having her, did that affect this episode? <sighs> For I mean, me, yes, because I think there's a lot to the High Sparrow and the Faith Militant 
and her fall that I am interested in and see where they're taking it. And um, I, I missed it a little bit. Give me a sliver. Give me a sliver. But that's part of the problem is, is you have so much character bloat. Um, I, I talk about book changes all the time, but I get it. There's a lot to get to. But sometimes I just... Yeah, give me a little bit of Cersei. I don't think I don't think her missing or not seeing King's Landing in this episode was what made it feel slower. I just feel like there was a lot of, like you said, things being moved into place. The stuff with the Boltons where it was like, okay, we need to make sure that Ramsey is showing his hand, but not yeah. really, that he realizes his position is still like a little bit shaky. Um, we got the pieces put into place at the wall where it's like, okay, yeah. Stannis is on his way. John's going to go over here. Um, so I think it was just one of those episodes where it was. We did have to get the pieces moving in the right directions. And I don't think seeing more with Cersei would have added to that. I think for me, I was like, we got a lot of stuff with her in the last episode. I still think last week's episode was my favorite of yeah. this season so far. Um, but I, I don't need to see all the characters every episode. I don't either. I don't. It's just... It when Miranda's not a book character and so you're spending a lot of time with this daughter of, of a kennel girl who's just a scorned girlfriend right now and it's and it's kind of interesting stuff CB but but um, crazy bitch crazy <laughs> bitch um but I'm, you're spending a lot of time with her and there's stuff you're cutting out that I'm not seeing so I'm kind of like yeah, but just because it's getting cut off. out right now doesn't mean doesn't you won't mean see not, it down it the line and I I'm doesn't. like I do for me that interaction is the more interesting because I'm like, what is Sansa doing? I mean, we didn't even, we barely even spoke about the I fact when that, she goes yes. down there and sees Theon and like that moment for her was, it was pretty crazy because she's like, oh my gosh, I'm dealing with the fact that one, he's here mm -hmm. two, he's been turned into something that I don't remember yeah. um, or didn't know him as. Like, and just that? seeing what, what Ramsey is going to be like in this world, because mm -hmm. these, that is the major game piece. It's King's Landing versus Stannis versus the Boltons. And so, yeah. Last week, it was a lot more about King's Landing. We got a lot more about Stannis. And now I'm like, I really do want to keep seeing what's going on. Because I totally forgot that um, Bolton was married to that girl who had he married the heaviest daughter so he could that, get yeah. the most money. I forgot about that stuff. So yeah, Heavy set fray. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it was a great moment with Sansa, too. I did like you got to spend some time uh, with that. I don't disagree with that. It just uh, And Sansa being at the spot where Bran fell was a mm. good little moment. It was like talking about remembering things. Yeah. Mm. It's a great little. A sad little moment, but a, but a good one. And there is still more uh, father-son bonding between Roose and Ramsay. He's like, you know what? Stannis is in the north. He wants to take back what we've got. You and I need to bond and band together to save Winterfell and to, you know, make sure that we hold on to it. Mm -hmm. And so we're seeing how the war is forming because we know where Baelish, Littlefinger, what he plans will happen. He's got all... Um, he's on. Well, where is he side. right now? He's heading back to King's Landing. Yeah, but he's on Stannis's side, if I'm not mistaken. He's betting on Stannis. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. you've got, you'd think, how long is Winterfell going to last when Stannis is already on the march? Well, and where's, I'm but completely blanking. And Snow's going the wrong way. Where's, where's the one that Tyrion was with? Why am I blanking on his name? Varys. No, Varys. Oh, Where's Varys? Varys? We didn't Varys. see what happened to him because, after Tyrion got taken. Because he's not having fun in the brothel because he don't have no bits now either. <laughs> nope. Nub, love. Nub, rub. Um, you know what? He, he doesn't do that. He has nothing to do. He has nothing to do. No, no. I mean, joke. He has no nub. His character has nothing to do at this point. Oh. His character, there's nothing. To, the fact that he's even in Essos is a departure from the books because if not, we wouldn't see him at all. 
There's just no, he's just sitting around going, oh no, Tywin's dead and there's a plan unfolding and that's. But in the TV show, he knows where all these, he knows where a lot more pieces are moving. So I'm interested to see, did he know that, does he know Tyrion got taken by Jorah? Does he trust that? I wouldn't be surprised if he saw it happen and he's like, I know where Jorah's going to take him. And guess what? He'll probably get him there faster than yeah, I can. You got this. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people during the week were, were tweeting that for some reason to me. That the, I, Varys, I think, had no idea. I think he was panicked. I think he didn't want to go into that brothel. Jorah's, uh, Jorah wasn't supposed to be there. I don't think it was that planned out, but I, I would not be surprised if he saw Jorah and he knew that. And when he saw him take Tyrion, he was like, ah, okay, I'll let that happen. Think. Yeah, because there uh okay. <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's potential there's, on this show that no, we'll never find out. There's no book knowledge going into that because it's it's uh, again, Varys, like I said, it's totally new that he's over there, and I like that because I, I love Conneth Hill, I love Varys the way they. Uh, so yeah. the more I get to see him, uh, the better. Um, he's such an interesting character to me, and and powerful in his own way, much like Littlefinger. Um, but I don't know. I think he lost a little bit of control. Um, what for each of you guys was maybe the biggest gameplay or the best scene for you in this episode? Because as we talk about it, though, it was a little slow paced. Mm-hmm. There were some pretty great scenes. I loved that. Um, Miss and Grey Worm had their lips lock. I thought that was really sweet. I was like, yes, nub love. Nub love. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that was your favorite scene? I mean, I know, it should, I know what it should be. I know it should be seeing Draenis. No, no, that's your favorite scene. That's, you know me. I love it when Nookie happens. You love no love. And do, did yes. you enjoy Ramsey's dude butt? No? Didn't? No? no. Not, not for you? And uh, Mal- Mal- Miranda's hip bone was like a weapon in itself. Yeah, she needs that was to, pointy. She needed to eat a hamburger. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't let his girlfriends eat, guys. <laughs> I would agree with that. We are actually asking you guys as well. Use the hashtag, the night is dark. What is your favorite scene? People saying that Tyrion seeing the dragon for the first time yeah. is definitely their favorite scene yeah. of the episode. What about you guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it was Jorah saving Tyrion and what that now means um, story-wise. It's pretty big, and it was just a great scene. It was good. It was mm-hmm. well shot. It was well paced. It was well everything. It was a fun There's scene to have. a lot of have. tension. Yeah. Yeah, that. yeah. It was that kind was of, fun. I mean, needed, actually. Yeah. It, were, it were some of the better scary moments in the first four seasons of Game of Thrones, White mm. Walkers or, or, yeah. or uh, you know, uh, the others coming back, all that stuff. Like, it had some of that kind of, like, surprise and tension. I think for me it was a tie for two scenes. One, obviously, I love seeing Tyrion see the dragons and Jorah as well. Um, but I loved the dinner scene with Sansa and Theon, or Sansa and Reek and Ramsay and Bolton. My show. Just because, yeah, exactly, the Boltons. The Boltons. Um, because I think something I take so for granted on this show is how great the actors are and how yeah. well cast it is. Yeah. Because Ramsay just says things and you're like, oh, you're like... You're so despicable. And then the moment where, you know, Reek is apologizing to Sansa and you see the look in her eyes and like afterwards, they didn't focus on the face. Like they weren't like, oh, we're going to make it so obvious that she's crying. But the camera kind of pans away and she wipes a tear from her face and you're like, man, like I love that they don't milk stuff Mm -hmm. at all where it's like, yes, this is the things that are happening. And these are the puzzle pieces that are moving. And people within their own homes and families don't even feel safe and don't know where things are going to land. So that for me was my favorite scene. While we're there, Ben Drummond has just tweeted in saying, hold on, didn't Theon actually not kill Sansa's little brothers? Yeah, to clarify that he doesn't know that. He... I, I think Theon does know that he what he had to do when he initially took over Winterfell, um, the, they couldn't find Bran or... Mm-hmm. What's his name? 
Rickon. Rickon anywhere. Um, and so to make a point, there were two farm boys and he had those bodies burnt mm -hmm. and hung them saying, look what I've just done, I've just killed the last sort of lords of, mm -hmm. of, of Winterfell. But he knows that, that they weren't the actual... He knows, but he goes he can't say it. Yeah. And he can't say it in front of the Boltons whether or not they know it or not. Uh, he's got to keep that secret all the way to the kennels. So yeah. you were right, those two bodies, they were not Rickon yep. and, yeah. and Bran. And but Sansa clarity. definitely doesn't know that. No, she has no idea. She's she thinks she's the only one left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And by and, the, by the most parts, she's she's the only one that's kind of around at the moment. Yeah, Arya's in Bravos. We don't even know where Rickon is. Somewhere with yeah, what's her name? Osha. 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 Yeah. And uh, and Bran's way up north. Kelsey Davis writes in, uh, can you guys talk about Stannis being a grammar Nazi? Oh, that was my favorite. Yeah. So that's a great scene. It's a popular, it's it turning, turning Stannis into a little bit of a popular character. I feel like. Oh God. That was and the most relatable thing he has ever done. Except I'm a grammar conversation Nazi as with well. His daughter. And he was like fewer instead of the, it was less. You, you liked that Stannis moment more than his daughter scene. Yes. No. Yes. No. Respect. That's good. I thought that was very fun. I really enjoyed it, that. It was, but it was less about fun and more about yeah I, he is the one true <laughs> i i'm answering the, that's what i i i felt more for his character when he yeah. was just like uh, annoyed about the ineptitude that they yeah. have with the yeah. language uh, da right. daniel delgado writes in that that is correct the boltons already know that bran and rickon are still alive because uh, uh theon confessed it to ramsey during his torture uh -huh. um, and then they sent Locke behind the wall to to get him um, so they do kind of know, but I, I think, but again... But did he tell, does his dad know? Or his, does... No, his dad knows, yeah. It's oh, okay. But, but again, okay. I mean, what I, by my point to that is I, I knew that. I'm saying is re he just wouldn't want to confess that. He doesn't want to do anything wrong. He's tortured by this man. He's lost his wanger to this man. He's mm. he's just going to, yes, sir, no, sir. Three bags Yeah, and down. speaking, that was such a tense scene because... He's like, get on your knees. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, you were wincing. You were like, I, I thought I ideas. was like, don't make him touch your non-nub because that's what it seemed like was going to happen. <laughs> Tiffany really doesn't didn't want to see I was like, no, 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 no. And then this is the moment where I screamed, see, guys, maybe he has some good where he says, because I forgive you. you. Yeah, yeah. And I, I honestly didn't even, That's that was where that turned where I was like, did he, he already knew what mm. happened and he already knew what he was going to do at dinner to humiliate Sansa in some way. Um, but I was like, he he actually might have some twinge of care I or something for this person to, to win favor with his father. I honestly don't think he's a good person. No, and I don't I think, think Ruse is a good person. No, Ruse is well, perhaps I mean, one of the most diabolical, but also weak characters around. He hides it. Mm -hmm. He hides the awfulness of himself until he shares it with his son. Now, yeah. where he's like, mm -hmm. listen. You got this from me, bro. <laughs> yeah. Roos is, is a very interesting character to me. It's an intriguing character, but all his moves are based on other people helping him, teaming up with other people. He doesn't do a lot on his own. But that's sometimes the deadliest people where it's like they can manipulate that. someone else to do that. the worst part of it. And then mm -hmm. guess what? If they get caught, he can be like, I didn't do that. Yeah, look, if Rob had somehow won and, and, and taken the Iron Throne, Roos would have still been at its at his side. Mm -hmm. He just that's He's smart in that way. Yeah. And it's so well acted and performed. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's an intriguing character, but I think in terms of, of of the world, he's a bit of a coward compared to the other people. But he's smart. He's very smart um, to, to to let other people kind of make the moves and kind of yeah. go in with them and then take the fattest wife to get the biggest dowry. That's yeah. smart. 
Yeah, he's smart, but I mean, it shows what kind of person he is. Yeah. Completely. It do, I mean, again, it doesn't mean that he won't be the one who actually wins it in the end. No. You know? No. Father, how did you find it? I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a bad scene. Uh, what was your biggest plot development of the week? What did you guys think? What What was the biggest, biggest. maybe surprise or just biggest? I mean, I didn't expect John to go uh, the other way of the wall when he's trying to make sure that everyone going gets hard to safety. Home. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't have a good feeling about that. Th- that for me was the same thing. It's John. This. I mean, this episode was titled "Kill the Boy," and yeah, now we mm-hmm. know it's related to him. It makes sense. To, that to me, John f- forming an opinion as a leader and making a hard decision to take Tormund and go or go with Tormund to hard home, um, it creates some enemies in the process. Is the biggest development to me. Mm. Uh, I think. The, I'm, I'm really bad at picking one, clearly. I'm like, I think the two that are tied for me, um, Danny saying she's going to marry that yeah. guy. Yep. Um, That's big, yeah. That's I big. think that was just a His big, dart. unexpected so dart. Yeah. She was well, just like, so I'm going to save your life, but and I it guess was, we're going to get married. Do you know what was also yeah. cool that I'm literally just thinking right now as we're talking? How much, again... John and Danny are in such similar positions because both of them now are in this position of power and... For John, it was like, do what you're what you're thinking you're gonna do. Don't hesitate. Just do it, no matter what the outcome is. Same kind of thing with Danny, where Masande was like, you see things that other people don't see, so do what you're gonna do. And she did that. She went in and she's like, okay, this is how it's gonna go down. I'm gonna say I apologize because I did something wrong. You guys mm-hmm. can fight, but it has to be the free people. And we're gonna get married. Okay, awesome. See you yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Very. Uh, Dinner's on at six. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. So yeah. that, and then Jora getting um, the grayscale gray was just a big plot twist because Clock's sticking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, in the time we have left, maybe as a as a bonus, I'm I'm I'm, I'm editing on the fly here. As a bonus to our fans who've stuck through us tonight on this show, which thank some, you guys some power, <laughs> some uh, White Walker powers all the way through. Maybe we take a couple questions from the chat room. You guys yeah. want to do that? Oh Let's yeah, we've got one from Carter Zarin and who's Twitter just well, said, yeah. "Do you think that Ramsey will consider killing Heavyset Frey, the killing um, by killing the unborn mm. heir and then becoming the rightful heir?" It's a great that question. That is so something that he would do. Hell, Roose Bolton saw it happen. Yeah, yeah. I I don't. I think he, this is where I said, I think he's so manipulatable, manipulatable, mm-hmm. easily manipulated. Where's Stannis to correct Yeah, seriously, Stannis. But that when his father said to him, no, you're my son, he was like, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> I think unless he actually thinks, again, that something else comes up, that he might be taken off of that position then he might do that but right now i think because he's like we're gonna do this together his dad looks him in the eye and he's like yeah dad okay i think that's he all get, he wants he'll get theon to poison her maybe yeah i can I, see that I mm. it was kind of a of a ruse uh power play yeah uh, i liked that there um so that uh, any other questions that led to, uh, Italo Nassau says, uh, Danny, um, a horrible idea marrying. I don't know. It's a very political idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could end up bad, but. Dario Hotbutt is just there. Seriously. But guess what? We saw how great that political marriage with Drogo worked out for her. That's true. That, that was a total true. political marriage. That's true. She Where are think... the, her commanders? Of... They're hanging around. They're the the around? Blood Riders, they're yeah. still around. Okay. There's not a lot of them they left. They faded but... into the background. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're not. not... Come back. Not that they're not now important. Now she's got the unsullied. Yeah. Um, 
Jury Mergelli. I say these <laughs> names so horribly. Will yeah, we phonetically, see? How do you spell, say your name? Because yeah. I love your conversations. You're very, yeah. very smart. But we just butcher your name every single time. I like <laughs> yeah. to get it right. Will we see any White Walkers when John goes north to 100%. Hard Home? Yes, 100%. absolutely. Absolutely. That's where we're going to see our, our, uh, our White Walkers. Um, Whatever happened to Gendry, the blacksmith who was a king? I'd bastard. be okay seeing more Gendry. Ethan Ethan Greenberg asked that, and I know you want more Gendry. Gendry, uh, Christopher says Gendry is still rowing. What was the last scene that we saw with Gendry? He was being freed Davos. by Davos. Davos just pushed him off into the Ah, uh, yes. This yeah. is how you row. Yeah. Go that way. It's Good luck. <laughs> what is interesting, it's something that you can't really predict because Gendry is an amalgamation of two characters. So there could be two different directions. And oh, one yeah. Of, one that's of right. Them, the other one bastard. One of them leads nowhere, really. And one of them leads to the, the, the Brothers Without Banners, which is kind of out, of out of sight, out of mind right now on the show, too. So Gendry, he's just, he's just chilling. Waiting for Maud to show up in a tavern. I mean, he can take a ticket because, like, Dario. <laughs> My heart. We, we, Maud and I had a funny conversation in the beginning. If you guys, I watch a lot of television, but the same actor who plays Dario oh. also plays a character on Orphan Black. And I'm like, I'm totally into him on Orphan Black, but I'm totally not into him on Game of Thrones. Um, so if you guys watch either show, obviously you watch Game of Thrones, but if you watch um, Orphan Black, let me know what you guys think of him on that show. He also was on Nashville for a little bit, too. Don't make me watch that show. Just the guy me. works a lot. He He's works married. a lot. <laughs> ben Drummond asks. Uh, that was the greatest segue of all time. That's right. Ben Drummond asks, am I wrong for not trusting Ollie up at the wall, the little kid, for the rest of this show? Well, he's resenting Snoot at the moment. Some mm -hmm. pretty present, clear and present resentment. Mm -hmm. I, I think that what was nice about that scene, and again, it's like, does John trust people too much in some cases where he's like, tell me what you're thinking. It's OK. And in, under one circumstance, you'd be like, guys who are in that position of power don't need to hear what a kid has to say or care. Yeah. But John does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He shares with him and then he's like, well, you'll understand. And he's like, do you need anything else from me, Commander? That's it. Yeah. Um, so it could come back to bite him. But yeah. I, I, he's good I with mean, the bow and arrow. So we're seeing a crossbow, I should say. Yeah. Mm. Uh, another one from Carter, who's just said, which is a really great point, is the Stark-Bolton marriage with Sansa and Ramsay going to be legal because she's still married to Tyrion? Ah, good point. Yeah, right. I don't ah. know what the kind of the laws are there. It might be a little loophole that mm. the TV show producers didn't really count on us asking because that's a good point. Yeah. Well, uh, or it's that they assume that if someone hasn't reappeared that he's dead, he's dead, and so it's like, okay, he's so if they're the assuming that... I don't um, think Ramsey cares. Yeah. Well, and if they assume he's dead, where guess what? That leaves a great comeback for Tyrion to come back. That's my wife. And Sansa's like, oh yes, I don't have to be married to this guy yeah. anymore. God, yeah. that's such a win-win situation that Sansa's been in, huh? Bartimus, no track record for husbands. Yeah, it's yep. a bad one. Bart almost like Marjorie. Bartimus ATL asks, "Is John going to learn about Sansa?" I believe he absolutely will learn yeah. about Sansa being at Winterfell. Yes, the the letter now. interactions that they keep getting back and forth. That he knows that the Boltons are there. Mm -hmm. That you know Stannis is going that direction. As soon as Stannis finds out that Sansa's there, I think that it, it immediately will get back to the wall. Yeah. Um, because, as you've said, Stannis is seems like he's gonna be a pretty good guy sometimes. And so I think How he'd want to let. It to that was really painful to say. <laughs> um, that he would want to let John know that yeah. Sansa's there. 
Yeah. And um, uh, one last one. Yeah, one last one from Matt Brown. Did Sansa only blow off Brienne because Littlefinger was there? Will Sansa mm -hmm. go with her if she has a chance, or will she stay to continue to quote play the game? I think Brienne comes on too hard. You know, like she's quite yes. intimidating. I want to protect you, and you're come like, come with me. What is what's your name again? <laughs> yeah. She's. I think that she Sansa has bonded with Littlefinger over these in, mm -hmm. these last few weeks. She's not like he saved her. He's no. changed her. He's made sure that she su survives. I mean, I think only now that she feels betrayed by. Um, little finger by going hey by the way i'm marrying you off to the family that killed your brother and your mother yeah. and you know etc she could twist on that but um i forgot yeah. the question um <laughs> well we had some clarification just came over uh, to jay shufflebosen and zach turner both said hey don't forget sansa never consummated the marriage with Tyrion." yes so her marriage so they're not married ramsey oh, yeah, would be right. legal she didn't put it Ooh. let him put it in you got to have sex for it to count Back, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, I think that I've been married <laughs> before then. <laughs> How many times? <laughs> um, enough. <laughs> what, what, what was the last question that we got about Sansa? The last question is Do you think Sansa is, is, is playing the gonna stick yes. around to play the game or just was trying, trying to be nice in front of Littlefinger? Um, I think that for her, it was take the devil that I know. Mm -hmm. She knows that she's safe with Littlefinger, as safe as she can be at this point. Let me get to Winterfell. Let me see what's going on there. Let me get my bearings again. And then, yes, I think because of now these connections with the North folk that have been saying, we're with you, there's still people here who remember. If if then Brienne comes to her through them, I think she'll 100% trust her even more. And I think that that scene alone, if if Sansa has learned anything that solidified the trust that Littlefinger has in her by her rejecting Brienne. If she had been open to Brienne a little bit more, I think Littlefinger would have been like, Oh, I don't think what I've been doing has been working enough. I don't think she's as under my finger or as trusting in me as I need her to be. All right. Yeah, that's great. Good last one. Well thought out. You Fantastic. know Sansa well. <laughs> Guys, we did have a few uh, technical hiccups during the show, but thank you so much for sticking around. If you only just caught the end of it, don't worry. This full episode will be available on youtube.com forward slash geekbomb. Geek bomb shells as well. I think we've done a bit of a URL change, but you'll find us where the pink bomb can't miss it. Uh, it's also going to be available on audio. Just mm -hmm. look up the Knapsack files on Podomatic, Stitcher, and iTunes. Now you've been rating your tits off with this podcast, haven't you? Yeah, uh, I think so. That's a yeah. <laughs> Whatever that phrase is. Is that Australian means. for awesome? <laughs> rating its tits off. Yeah, no, we've been getting a lot of great ratings and, and, and moving up the charts on Potomatic. Um, and really? No uh, one says that? No. Nope. No one says that. No. Rating as in writing? rating? Rating. Oh, rating. Rating. Rating your tits off. No. Hashtag that. Hashtag gray dick. Hashtag nub love. No? no. I don't yeah. know what's happening. I'm a. You're a hashtag machine. I guess so. <laughs> Anyways, you can find the show, like Mod said, on Stitcher, iTunes, or Podomatic. And, of course, Tiffany Smith on her YouTube channel has our bonus videos yep. called Full of Terrors. Last week we did um, some of our favorite quotes from Game of Thrones. We've obviously sung the Game of Thrones theme song, oh, which everyone who watches the show does. Don't lie to us because yep. we know you've done it. Um, and this week's bonus video is going to be about the characters that we think have had the best arcs on Game of Thrones. So definitely go to my YouTube page, subscribe, and thank you as always to I See the Frog. Make sure you guys are following us all on Twitter because every day we update, we post where the links are to everything so you don't 
don't miss anything from The Night is Dark or from End Full of Terrors. And follow the live stream as well, which you're on right now. There's a little follow button. I think it's to the right. Just click that one because we're on every single week. And you can get it live first before the days go on. Yeah. But you know what? You know, you're in it to win it. If you've watched the episode, you want to talk about it straight away. If you need, if you need a little bit of a time, you know, to process it all, yep. we've got you back for that as well. Yeah. So, yeah, Twitter handles, we've said it all. Give us all a follow and a like. <laughs> we'll see you next week. This has been The, the Night, Night is Dark. Is dark.